I'm telling you right now, I'm exhausted. You're exhausted? I'm exhausted just listening. This is what marketers do. <laughs> I am exhausted. I'm like a big picture person, and this sounds like so detailed to me. It is detailed because okay. detailing is what detailing, not detailing like you're detailing your car, but attention to detail right. is what's going to make your business grow. That was Val Lewis, my co-host, and I talking about the necessity of doing your homework when it comes to marketing. This is MOB number nine, and this is part two of our podcast on marketing, and that is just the beginning of our discussion. So stay tuned to learn the process and the components of awesome marketing. We will teach you what you need to do for an awesome marketing plan. Awesome marketing. Awesome marketing. Okay, so let's talk about awesome marketing. So awesome marketing. But before you go in, you have an interesting story about the name. I do. I wasn't going to tell that story. Okay. (laughs) All right, so I'm rewinding. No, tell the story. All right, well, my wife's uh, first name. But keep it clean. Where's clean? No, I'm joking. Sheesh. (laughs) I'm joking with you. It's clean. It's definitely clean. Okay. My wife's first name is Audrey. Right. And her second hey, name. Hey, Audrey. Hey, Audrey. Her second name, <laughs> Frank's waving to Frank Audrey. Frank says, hey, Audrey. Uh, and her second name, her middle name is Simone. Okay. And so that's. I love that name. It just happens that awesome. I like Simone better too. But sometimes. I didn't I, say better. Some, I said I like it. Sometimes I call her Simone. But anyway, that's another issue. Yeah. Um, that, that's not awesome marketing. But that's not awesome marketing. <laughs> okay. But the awesome is A-U-S-I-M. So it's kind of like you could say it's Audrey and Simone or the first two letters of Audrey and the first three of Simone. That's but, so nice. But, but really, it's analysis, understanding, strategy, and implementation. So you, awesome marketing is conducting analysis, developing understanding, making a strategy, and, imp- and implementing that strategy. And when you do those four things, you maximize your marketing effort. That's what awesome marketing is all about. Good. And okay. it's also a cycle because what happens is once you do that, you always got to go back and conduct more analysis. So you have to train yourself to do this cycle over and over again mm-hmm. of analysis, understanding, strategy, and implementation. So right off the bat, when you compare awesome marketing with um, suspect. suspect marketing, it's more involved. Big. Just just from you describing the kind of cyclical process. Yes, it okay. is definitely. Yes, it's definitely more involved. Okay. It's definitely more involved. And there's components to awesome marketing. And so anytime I take on a new marketing client, I always go through the same steps. So the same the steps, the components of awesome marketing. First of all, we do a situational analysis. Mm-hmm. That's your foundation. That's our foundation. Okay. And we'll go through each part later. How about we go through each part? Okay. And then we look at offering development, mm-hmm. marketing research, channel distribution. We have to have a persuasive pricing policy. And then after you've done all of that, then you can have effective communication. Gotcha. But you can't have effective communication without situational analysis Offering development, marketing research, channel distribution. Persuasive pricing. Thank you. Okay. Persuasive pricing policy. Give us so, highlights, bullets for bullets, each, bullets. each one of those. Bullets. 
We've just learned what the acronym AWESOME stands for, as well as its components. This is MOB, Masterminds of Business, and I'm Gerald Johnson. This is MOB number nine, part two. And if you like what you hear, please write a review. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. A couple of quick programming notes. If you want to get in touch with us here at MOB, you can reach us at Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and on Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. Or visit us at the web at sabacon.net forward slash MOB. We like being inspired to do great things. So if you're a mastermind and have a great story to tell or a question to ask or need some help with your marketing strategy, please reach out. I'm Gerald Johnson, and this is MOB, Masterminds of Business. Did you miss something I said? No problem. You can download a free PowerPoint presentation on awesome marketing by going to sabacon.net forward slash awesome. That's A-U-S-I-M. Coming up, we will discuss the foundation of an awesome marketing plan, situational analysis, and offering development. So situational analysis is every company finds themselves in, 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 a, in a situation. The situation is, what are their customers? What type of products are they selling? Who's buying those products? Are the products that are being sold the most profitable products or services? That is Who are their competitors? Who are their competitors? Growth. Growth. Also, where are they growing? I was going to say, where are they growing? Where are they shrinking? Mm -hmm. What is the market? Is this a new product? Is this something that's just coming out? Or are you in a mature market where... Every you know the market is flat. So, for example, the airline industry, the market is flat. Mm -hmm. There is no, there's not going to be any more. You know, you're going to still have people taking flights, but it's not a growth industry. The, a growth industry was like when the iPhone came out mm -hmm. uh, in 2008. That was a growth industry because there was nothing like it there at the time. That's what's a growth. Now, a new growth industry might be, you know, like how Amazon has the uh, Echo or whatever they call it. That is something new. It's um, so it's a growth industry. Those are growth. And so we take into consideration your situation. OK, so you're looking at internal and external factors. Right. Okay. You will do a business definition, set your business objectives, do a portfolio analysis. What are the critical success factors that you need? How do you have a competitive advantage? What's your market? Marketing profile is do a benefit analysis, competitive analysis. Oi, vey, I'm tired already. Yeah, that's what you got to do. <laughs> you do, you know, a SWAT analysis with a double T, mm -hmm. not a regular SWAT with a single T, a double T SWAT. Okay. Risk analysis, come up with growth strategies, you know, and set a budget. Not and here's the key: not a budget of how much you want to spend, a budget of what you need to spend to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Right. So that's that is kind of looking what at your objectives and your strategy. Looking yeah. at your objectives, what kind of budget do, do you need to meet those objectives? Uh, correct, Amundo. Not what? I got a thousand dollars to spend. Let's see what we could do with that. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's not going to work. We might as well stop before you start. After you do do a situational, situational analysis, analysis, we go. Don't on. worry, I I'll I'll you'll keep yeah, me on track. I'll keep you on track. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But after we do that, we need to do offering development. Mm -hmm. So now this is the product or the service that you're offering to the public. And this is, you got to flesh it out, what it, what it looks like, what it feels like. If it's product development, you're talking about 
you know, what type of materials? So if we were going to develop a new car, what kind of materials are we going to use? What kind of paint are we going to use? Is the interior going to be leather? Is it going to be velour? Is it going to be, what are we going to do about that? If it's I'm telling you right now, I'm exhausted. You're exhausted? I'm exhausted just listening. This is what marketers do. <laughs> I am exhausted. I'm like a big picture person, and this sounds like so detailed to me. It is detailed because... Okay. Detailing is what detailing, not detailing like you're detailing your car, but attention to detail right. is what's going to make your business grow and focusing. So knowing where you are in your product life cycle, is this a new product? Is this an old product? Knowing that having a product mix, if you're having like a store, for example, like, you know, that store for women that was black and white and everything in the store was black or white. Mm -hmm. So th somebody made that decision. Hey, we're going to focus in on black and white mm -hmm. and we're going to focus in on certain types of things so very narrowly focused so this is where you're developing your offering mm -hmm. if it's a service that you have how are you going to form that service who are you targeting it to uh how long is it going to take what steps are you going to use to market that service got it so and it's branding of that product or service if it's your if you're a store what locations is it going to mm -hmm. be are you going to have your stores in malls or are they going to be you know standalone entities online or are they going to be online mm -hmm. this is well the, really that's next step but that's channel distribution oh, but okay. but 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 in this particular case we're slow your roll down <laughs> pump the brakes <laughs> pump your brakes so that's I'm trying to get through all this detail i, I can't help it it's detail <laughs> it's detail so we're trying to develop and flesh out what the product is all about that is what offering development's about. My mother used to tell me that if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going. This is even more true in business. Business owners must assess what happened in the past in order to set the direction for the future. What has their competition been up to? Where is their business now? What are their financial needs? Based on these things and others, you should develop a situational analysis. We believe you must take a hard look at your products and services, which products sold and which were the most profitable. Did the packaging maximize sales? If you didn't catch everything I said, don't worry. You can download a free PowerPoint presentation on awesome marketing by going to sabacon.net forward slash awesome. That's A-U-S-I-M. I'm Gerald Johnson, and this is MOB, Masterminds of Business. You can reach us at Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and on Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. Or visit us on the web at sabacon.net forward slash MOB. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. If you're a mastermind and have a great story to tell or a question to ask, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And if you need to develop or tune up your marketing strategy, send us that email. Val and I will continue to discuss the next two components of awesome marketing, marketing research and channel distribution. Next would be got to conduct some marketing research. Oy vey. Oy vey. <laughs> so, so I'm tired. So you have to, once you've developed a product, you kind of know where your business is. Right. You've developed a product or service. Now you have to find out, do people want this thing? You know, you might like it. And, you know, back when I was working at mobile, a lot of times, you know, a manager would come up to me and say, I really like that commercial. And I would go, I really don't care what you like. Mm -hmm. And then they'd, they'd look at me like, 
with six heads. We're like, what is that supposed to mean? And I would say, look, we really care about what the customer wants. And not just any customer, the ones we're focused on. Right. Now, if you like... Going you know, back to the three S's. That's right. Okay. So we got to get... We've got to make sure they are focused. So now you do market research to see what's going on. Or focus groups. Or focus group. Well, you got mark. So you got quantitative and qualitative mm-hmm. research. So quantitative is more in-depth with the numbers and qualitative is more uh, with like focus groups. Mm-hmm. So we're good. So we, you know, not all businesses can afford to do all things, but the key deal is we got to do research. We got to investigate what the consumer wants uh, and break down the market because, you know, different consumers want different things. So, and in different areas. And in different areas. So, like, my last client was a um, property management company. Mm-hmm. And that company, you know, they were property managing homes as well as multi unit uh, facilities. So, if you're looking for a home, you're not the same type of person that's looking for a multi-unit facility or an apartment. You're a different type of person. So if I want to focus in on that, I got to know who I'm targeting, right? So I might not be looking in the same places for potential tenants mm-hmm. if I'm looking for somebody who's looking for a home versus an apartment. Uh, so we need to segment the market. You need to seg- break it down. Right. There are people who want BMWs and and Mercedes and Audis, and then there are people who want Volkswagens and Volvos, and because Volvos for safety, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and so there are different people want different things. So that's what we need to do: marketing research, so we can break down the market into smaller chunks. The one key thing I would say is focus, focus, focus. You can't be all things to all people, right? So you know, uh, and you can make a lot of money by focusing your your efforts. So I'll give you another good example. You have Walmart and you have Nordstrom's, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They both can sell you a pair of jeans. Nordstrom's you're going to pay about $495. Right. And and you might get a pair of jeans for $30 at Walmart. They both sell jeans. Right. But they're not targeting the same customer. Right. And 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 believe it or not, even and they have different pricing structures. And even though you might say, well the cheaper price is going to make less money, but Walmart is a bigger company than Nordstrom's. So it's all about how you uh, market your, 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 pro- your yeah. product. So, But you got to do research to know what those type of clients want. I, I like what you said that, you know, you can't be all things. To all people. To all people. And so, you know, the marketing research really helping you to hone in. Because I know that, you know, you and I talked when we were talking about my business, we talked about, you know, I have leadership development. Right. Yeah, but I'm not developing all leaders. Right. And so I had to kind of break that down and to be specific about the type of leader that, you know, I'm developing business leaders and all of that. So that was really important. It's kind of like a magnifying glass. You know, when I was young, I was like your typical boy. I used to like to burn ants. You would, oh, no. <laughs> you know, like, so you have this magnifying <laughs> glass and the light, the light will shine I'm through gonna it. I'm going to stop the interview right the, now. The, the light will shine through <laughs> it. It won't do anything. But when you focus that magnifying, yeah. you can you can burn wood. You can burn. It, it's so strong and intense. Yeah. It's going to bring things to you. Yeah. So I always try to really focus down as narrowly as you can because what you will find is the more you focus, the more people you will draw to you. And you actually sometimes think the opposite. You, you do. Think, you think, oh, my gosh, if I don't just go, go out there everybody. and go to everybody oh and look God. at volume, I'm going to miss it. But you're absolutely right. You And then you know what's 
what you take. You know your swim lane. That's right. You know what you can pick up, and you know what you should just say. That's right. You should go to someone else. And that's really important. So you don't waste time. So you don't waste time. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you the number of times somebody has told me, that feels so limiting. Mm -hmm. You're limiting my potential Mm -hmm. by trying to get me to focus down on this. No, actually, I'm not. I'm expanding your potential. But it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't. When you're new to it. It doesn't. It just it feels like you're giving up like territory. I'm leaving. I'm leaving all of this on the (laughs) I'm leaving all of this on the table here. I've got to get it all. I've got to have it all. And if you do, if you if you don't focus, you'll be exhausted. Because you'll be running around trying to be all things, all people. You'll be exhausted. Well, not only you'll be exhausted, it's kind of you'll have a muddled message. No one will hear what you're saying. No one, because when you're saying too much and too many different things, people can't. It's like if you called, well, I'm going to just say, if you called Barry, that's her husband, y'all. If you called Barry and said, hi, Barry. Hey, Barry. If you said, hey, Barry, I want you to come home. I want you to come home, but I want you to go to the store for me. You know, I forgot some stuff for dinner. And if you said to him, hey, Barry, I want you to get me some lamb chops. I need some sage. And then I want some rosemary and garlic. And then I want, you know, also I'm going to make some sauce. I need some cream. And he's going to be like, hey, wait a minute. Oh, man, that's a lot of stuff. I got to write this down Mm because he's not going to remember all that. But if you called Barry up and said, hey, Barry, on your way home, can you just bring home some lamb chops? Okay, that's specific. It's very specific. And, And people, when you say too many things, people don't hear anything. Yeah. So when we're talking and communicating, we're trying to tell people what it is that we are about. And then when we say what we're about, we will draw them to us. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's how we'll do better. And that's how we will grow because people who like what we're saying will come to us. But if they don't, if they hear so many things, nobody will hear what we're saying. They just hear a bunch of noise. And if they're listening for something specific and they just hear very general, then you've lost them as well. So if you were going, um, one more example, and then we'll move off this, but let's say you were going to a ball. If you're going to a formally dressed ball and you need a full length gown, you're not going to go to Forever 21 to get a full length gown. Why? Because they don't sell full-length gowns. Yes, they do. Forever 21? Okay. Uh, (laughs) Wrong wrong story. Yeah, no, they do. All right. Well, then give me a story that don't sell a a full-length gown. I don't know. I don't care. But you know what I'm saying. But I understand what you're saying. So so once somebody communicates, hey, we sell full-length gowns, we sell full-length gowns. So a sports store. Right. Okay, that's a good one. Okay. If If your son is getting ready to play football and you need football equipment, you're not going to go to the game store. I'm not going to go to Forever 21. And you're not going to Forever 21. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. Gotcha. Okay. So next on the list is channel distribution. Channel distribution is the way we're going to distribute the product. I don't know why they call it channel, but that's what they do. They call it channel distribution. So, you know, you you can distribute your product directly. You can distribute your product wholesale you can distribute it retail we can so it's the method when i think of a chat right yes the channel is the method you you do yeah it's like a like a little river something that's all falling downstream so you've done all that research and now you're channeling Mm. it to 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 this way consumer 
Right. And sometimes you could have multiple channels. You could do it wholesale and retail, depending on the size. You could have an agent, like, for example, a real estate agent. Or you could have multi-level marketing like Amway and Avon. Mm -hmm. And that's how. So they don't have salespeople who work for them. They decided they're going to do multi-level marketing. And they create all these little mini businesses. And that's the way they're going to sell their product. Right. So there's all sorts of ways to get out your product. But that is channel distribution. So with... Channel distribution under awesome marketing be the equivalent of marketing tactics under suspect marketing? Well, because uh, I was trying to compare you, them. You know, channel bit. suspect marketing, you know, they might have a channel. Uh, the, I guess the difference between suspect marketing and awesome marketing in terms of channel distribution is we would have done the research to find out which was the best way to communicate. And suspect would just probably guess at it. Got it. Okay. So try to try to do the research and understand what's the best way to reach your client. And and when I say best way, are they more apt to? So for example, if you're doing a business to business type business, you might want to do it wholesale, right? Mm -hmm. You might have a want to have an intermediary because you're business to business. If you're selling large quantities through a wholesale. Method. Okay. If you were developing an app, you might say, well, I'm going to distribute it through the app store at, at Apple. However, if you have a new pair of jeans that hug you or fit a certain way, you might say, I got to get this through retail stores. And now I'm going to find a way to get it through to different retails. Now, people. So give me an example. Mm -hmm. go, let's go back to Avon for a second. Mm -hmm. Avon selling makeup. Right. Mm -hmm. You could, the person who developed Avon could have decided at that point in time, we're going to sell this through retail stores. Right. But they did not. They chose multi-level marketing. Mm -hmm. Or they could say, well, we're going to sell it wholesale and let, I don't care what they do with it once they, they do it. But they chose to do a multi-level marketing campaign to sell that product, even though there were multiple options available to them. Right. So they developed that strategy. Okay. Okay, so that's kind of what channel marketing is. Guess what? Val doesn't like the minutiae of marketing research and channel distribution. Many people don't. That's why marketing efforts fail. You have been listening to Val and I discuss how decisions should be made about marketing your company, its products and services, and then how those products and services should be distributed. Too much information to remember? Not to worry. You can download a free PowerPoint presentation on awesome marketing by going to sabacon.net forward slash awesome. That's A-U-S-I-M. This is MOB, Masterminds of Business, and our goal is to educate entrepreneurs and corporate leaders about the four building blocks of business, processes, people, customers and resources if you want to get in contact with us here at mob or you want more information on awesome marketing you can reach us at sabacon ideas on twitter and on facebook that's s-a-b-a-c-o-n-i-d-e-a-s or visit us on the web at sabacon.net forward slash mob don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on itunes next up the final two components of an awesome marketing strategy persuasive pricing, and effective communications. Persuasive pricing plan. Yeah, so now the, the, triple, the triple P threat. I can't even say persuasive. 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 Pricing. Pricing. Plan. Plan. Okay. So 
that now is there are multiple different pricing strategies. So one strategy, of, there's a few of them, and I'm going to go through them. So a few of them would be like economic determinants. Like, so what is the economy doing at the time? What is the economy for your product? What's the economy doing that will determine how you're going to price your product? You could price it based on the consumer's behavior or expectations. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is if the consumer expects the product's going to be expensive. So, for example, if I said to you, hey, Val, I got this uh, 2016 brand new Mercedes Benz with 5,000 miles on it, and I'll give it to you to $10,000. I'd say what's wrong with you'd, it. You'd say what's wrong with that car, right? <laughs> or do you not like me? Did you give me a lemon? Right, because your expectation by me saying it's a Mercedes-Benz with a few thousand miles on it, you're saying that can't be right, the price, right? right your right. expectation is not aligning. So you have to make sure the customer's expectation and behavior matches with your price. Um, there's cost-oriented pricing. Some people price their product, I'm not a big fan of this, according to how much it costs them. So it costs me a dollar, I'm going to sell it for a dollar twenty-five, or I'm going to sell it for two or whatever. But they price it based on what it costs them. So how come you don't, what opposition do you have with this type of pricing plan? I just think that sometimes you could be leaving money on the table. Because so. I think of like Dollar Tree or Dollar Store where you're going in there and 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 I've read, you know, reports that those types of um, stores are really making a lot of money. So they can, yeah. but they might not price it based on what they paid for the product. So th- 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 and it's kind of a subtle I, difference. Right. Okay. So if I'm saying you bought, let's say you go to they selling cards for a dollar at the Dollar Tree store, mm-hmm. they may have paid. Uh, because the card's got a bad batch or something like that, or they may have paid five cents or ten cents a pack. Gotcha. And they're still selling it for a dollar instead of saying, well, I paid ten cents for it, so I'm going to sell it for a quarter. So it's kind of... So then kind of balances that. Right. So it's kind of... you got to... And there are businesses that price based on cost versus pricing based on the value that you have. There's a market... But we definitely don't want to leave money on the table. We don't. Okay. (laughs) Then there's like a marketing, a market market skimming uh, strategy. A market skimming strategy is a strategy where you price the most the market can bear. Mm -hmm. So you're... No wiggle room. So so if if you can get $10 for it, you're going to price $10 for it or Mm $9.99 or $9.95. Not $10. Nobody prices anything at $10. But um, something like that. There's a market penetration strategy. So a good market penetration strategy is, for example, when Amazon came on the scene and they were just selling books, they were shipping books for free. You weren't paying any shipping. The cost was like 30% off. And they were doing that to develop market share, to get into every home, get everybody aware. So that's a market penetration strategy. I'm trying to drive business into into the market. Mm Mm-hmm. You got competitive pricing strategies, which is where do you want to be versus your competitor? Right. So it might be, I don't want to be the high price and I don't want to be the low price. I want to be in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so you price where, when, wherever, wherever it is, you always try to keep your product priced in the middle. Or you want to be not the lowest, but slightly above the lowest or slightly below the highest. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're pricing based on what your competitor is doing. Uh, you have a prestige pricing policy. So that's the Mercedes-Benz, Audi, 
BMW pricing policy uh, pr- pr- uh, policy or based plan. on name. Well, it's reputation. based on so even so. Yes, it's based on name and reputation. But you got to remember from the very first car they developed. They have to have that pricing strategy. You can't, so you can always reduce your price. It's very hard to raise your price. Mm-hmm. So you can always say, well, I'm going to offer a discount on something. But it's very hard to say, well, you know, this was $10, but now I'm going to charge $100. You, you, you know? yeah. So yeah. if you start out at 100 you can reduce it down to 10 but you can't start at 10 and go up to 100 Okay. So that's why when you have a price, a prestige pricing policy, if you've done your marketing research correctly... You're starting at the high end. You're starting at the high end. Okay. You're starting... You always start where you finish or where you want to finish or where you're going. Gotcha. And then that leads us to the very tip, the last stage. Effective communication. And you said that perfectly. I did. Not like persuasive pricing, but no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but effective communication now... Okay, so now you've done all this marketing research. You've done all these things. Now you can decide, how am I going to communicate this? Mm-hmm. So what kind of? So when I see a commercial, I'm looking at the pricing strategy. I'm looking at where are they communicating? Are they communicating to this to me on radio? I will not sit and watch TV with you, I'll tell you that. No. Because you're sitting there probably analyzing all of that stuff. Yeah, well, a little bit, a little okay. bit. Okay, except... Super Bowls. I've seen you at Super Bowl parties. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where you're doing, how are you getting people to try and become aware of your product? Is it through advertising? Is it through promotion? Is it through public relations? That's another way to get people interested in your product mm-hmm. by what you do for the community through public relations, community relations. Is it account-based marketing? So if you have clients, can you dig down into your clients and do marketing in that way um, to communicate your product? Mm -hmm. Is it social media? Uh, You know, that's the latest, greatest thing. Are you going to be using Twitter? Are you going to be using um, Facebook, LinkedIn? Are you going to be using Snapchat and Instagram? Are you going to be using landing pages and YouTube? How are you going to are you going to bring people to your to you that way? Or what's your website going to look like? Are you going to do content based marketing? Too many questions. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, that's what you bring me on for, okay. so I can tell you what you're going to do. Ah. You know, some people that you know, if you're in an industrial setting, you might have to do trade shows. Yeah, you might have to do relationship marketing and sponsorships. And mobile communications or electronic communications, those are the things that you have for um, effective communication. So I'm a small business owner. Yes, you're a small business owner. You are a small business owner. I am a small business owner. owner. Now that I come to think of it, thank you. You are. You definitely are. So I'm listening to you. You know, I'm listening to this podcast and I'm just, sounds great, but this awesome marketing, it just sounds like a lot. So on top of everything else that I have to do to run this small business, it just, it sounds like a lot. It is a lot. tell me why. I'll tell you why. I should pick awesome marketing over suspect suspect marketing. marketing. I'll tell you why. Because there's an old saying, you know what? Pay me now or pay me later. (laughs) And either you're going to... And the thing about paying somebody later, you're not going to even know that you're losing money because you you didn't. First of all, you didn't maximize maximize the amount of money you could get. You wasted money because you didn't focus on the right target audience. Mm-hmm. So you don't have great results. And then you're always frustrated. You're like, 
you know, I spent X amount of dollars. I hear this all the time. I spent I spent three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars a month on this Facebook campaign, and I really didn't get anything for mm-hmm. it. Or I've done, uh, you know some Twitter or I, I made all these pencils and I gave them out or I did all of these things. I put an ad in the newspaper and, you know, nobody new came in my store. You didn't think to do the homework. So if you had spent, so if you spent three, and then you have the salesperson telling, well, you know, you got to do this for X amount of months. You you need to spend this three, $400 for five months, six months, seven months before you see. So you do that and then you don't see the results. Right. And you can't get that money back. So to me, it's better to spend the time and know what the product or service is targeted for, mm-hmm. who it's targeted for, how you're going to deliver it, and especially of a product, what the packaging is going to look like, what the colors are going to be. And have someone that has the experience help you get through that. Correct. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you one like thing. So did you ever notice that every hamburger chain, everyone, I'm trying to think, has the color red or yellow in their logo? I, I never noticed that. So I guess I will start paying attention, attention. now. That so like you can start it. McDonald's, Burger King. Why is that? Because that guys. color attracts. Because the color attracts. It kind of makes you hungry. They, they they did research to find out that the color makes you hungry. Red and yellow. Red and yellow. Okay. So like Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Think about their logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red pigtails. Right. Um, McDonald's, Burger King, Five Guys. In and out. Hmm. They all have it because the color attracts you or makes you want to be hungry. So they've done research to know. So now I've just said that on, you know, the podcast. But if you were starting a hamburger, you know, joint Mm -hmm. and you decide to put up green and blue. These two if cool. I'm hungry, I'm hungry. You're hungry, you're hungry. <laughs> but you might be wondering why. Why don't I? Have? So you spent all this you money. Throw some red and yellow. That's in right. There. But you spent all this money trying to get this, and then you're wondering why. Why am I not as successful as I could be? Yeah. Or uh, um, try to give you another idea about how these things work. So, for example, when you go into a C store, okay, mm-hmm. the soda wherever you go in a C store, convenience store. Um, when you go grab that soda, I guarantee you on the opposite side, if they know what they're doing, it's going to be salty snacks. I was going to say a bag of chips. A bag of chips because okay. soda and chips go together. The candy's not going to be there. If they're not going to put the candy next to the soda. They're going to put the chips. Not sugar, yeah. So so all of this, the merchandising, where you put So from. all of that is strategically designed and set up to attract and... Wow. And convince you. And so, here it is. I just thought I was going into a store, minding my own business, no. just picking up, you know, some soda. No. No. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I mean, we've done tests where you can put, like, a product, and you put a sign on the product that says $9.95. Mm-hmm. And you just put the sign there, and you put the product back in right there. And, you know, somebody will buy one or two, and you watch. Then you can put another sign that says, this was $99 on sale for $9.95. Same price, but you put you added you, something. You, you said added this was yeah. $99. And so now uh, I think I've now, just got everybody no everybody takes it yeah. up. Or you say uh uh reintroduced mm-hmm. for a short time only <laughs> at $9.95. Right. So different words have different things that drive people to do different things. And you know, there I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but they but have But you play one on TV. No, I wish I did. <laughs> but we ha- they have marketing psychologists and psychiatrists that just work on 
the mindset of how you buy products. Right, how people buy. How buy people buy and why they're attracted. Uh, I'll tell you another thing that we do, which is kind of really the marketing and the public relations. We'll determine, we'll ask you a question in, let's say, a focus group or Mm -hmm. in a marketing questionnaire. Uh, We'll ask you a question like, what does mobile mean to you? Or what does an iPhone mean to you? Or what does... Uh, the a Mercedes-Benz car mean to you? And you'll say, you'll give a bunch of answers. And then we'll determine what we're going to focus on. So like Volvo, what is Volvo known for? Safety. Safety. Mm-hmm. Now that came to your head Fox. for... Square. Square. Well, it's not square anymore, but it used to be. But I'm, that came I'm to out you, of the loop. That came yeah. to your head. They're not even advertising safety anymore for Volvo. Right. But that, that came to my but head. But that came to your head because yeah. they pounded that message singularly focused in and in and on and on and on so that when people say, you know, I want a safe car, they think Volvo. Mm-hmm. So we pound the message to, to get you to repeat what you just said, to get you to say that so that that message, and they call it top of mind, occupies space in your brain. And that's what we try to do. We, marketers try to occupy space Get in out your of my brain. head. Get out of your head. But that's what we want to do. So what I want to do right now is last week you and I attended this meeting and um, someone gave you a testimony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I want to talk a little bit about um, the service that you provided. And this was a small business owner. Yes. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about the service that you provided and the testimony and the accolades that you received as a result of that. Oh, gosh. See, now that don't have anything to do with marketing. But all right. It it does. All right. It was marketing me, I guess. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, the service I provided for that client was more, I provide three different types, three major services. One is strategic development and analysis. Mm -hmm. So aligning businesses, focusing them to be more efficient and profitable, optimizing businesses. I optimize, that's what I do. I optimize businesses, whether it's in sales, marketing, or strategically, I optimize business for peak performance. That's kind of what I do. We make business better. Mm-hmm. That's what Sabacon Consulting does. That's we the make tag. we make business better. But th- in this particular case, uh, he had a. I was working on a process for him um, from the time they meet the customer until th- the time they collect the invoice, and as a way to increase their cash flow mm-hmm. and how to increase their cash flow. That was the initial assignment. And then the testimony was he said he was doing something. He was getting ready to purchase something that I think he said cost $200,000. And he was looking over his bank account, and he noticed that he had much more cash such that he didn't have to get a bank loan or go to a factorer. And it was because of the processes that I put in place. That did kind of feel good. I, it does kind of feel good when you get uh, so, some accolades. And now don't you feel awesome now that you have... <laughs> Put out, you know, marketed nah, yourself. Now nah, I feel awesome. Now okay. I marketed myself. Well, Gerald Johnson. Gerald Johnson. It's been a pleasure interviewing you and having an opportunity to be on the other side, right? So <laughs> I can get you. Um, you love getting me. Well, <laughs> really proud of all of the work that you've been doing and a lot of amazing, detailed, great information on marketing. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So I, I hope the audience found some interesting things about how you can do your marketing out there, making sure 
hopefully you'll call me. You'll go to my website and you'll call me or you'll send me an email if you want some awesome marketing. But um, even if you don't call, make sure you do your homework. Invest the time and the energy to focus your business on the right consumer, the right customer, and delivering the right product to that customer, and you will do great things. Great. Thanks. All right. All right. I want to thank my partner, Val Lewis, from VBL Consulting for moderating today. Here's a summary of awesome marketing, its processes and its components. The processes of awesome marketing. Conduct analysis. Seek understanding. Conceive a strategy. Then begin implementation. And all of this to maximize your marketing efforts. Its components. The components of awesome marketing. One, conduct a situational analysis. Take stock of your company financially, competitively, and organizationally. Glean insights and learn. Two, develop and review your offerings. What products do you carry? What services do you offer? How will these products be packaged? Who needs the services that you're offering? What are the profitability of your products and services? Two, conduct marketing research. Conduct surveys in the mail, use SurveyMonkey, um, use Facebook and Twitter, hire Sabacon Consulting or another marketing agency. What are the channels that you will use to distribute your products and services? Are you going to do this through retail, wholesale, online, through agents? Are you going to hire salespeople? How will you price your product? Will you price it on a market penetration strategy? Do you want prestige pricing? Are you going to price it based on cost? How will you communicate to your target consumer? Through the radio, social media, TV, direct mail? Well, that's it for today. I also want to thank our engineer extraordinaire, Frank Sterling. If you want to learn more about marketing, please contact us. You can reach us at sabacon.net forward slash M-O-B or Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and on Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. If you want to download a free PowerPoint presentation on awesome marketing, go to sabacon.net forward slash awesome. Do not forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, please write a review. And remember, until next time, nothing happens unless you make it happen. Mm -hmm.